Welcome to the JT The Brick Show. You know, when you put the silver and black uniform on, you get such a surge of energy. It's time for the JT The Brick Show. And a lot of football players around the country that want to wear that silver and black. JT The Brick. When you talk about the Raiders, everyone knows you talk about the Raiders. On Raider Nation Radio 920 AM, here's your host, JT The Brick. Out of the gate on a Monday, JT with you. Hope you had a great weekend, everybody, and thanks for listening to Raider Nation Radio, 920 AM, as we are brought to you in the monologue by PTs. They get us going. PTs, 60-plus locations here in the Valley and ready to host your fantasy football draft party at any of their locations. Draft your ultimate fantasy team at your favorite PTs Tavern while enjoying ice-cold $7 beer pitchers and food packs for only 20 bucks for a group of four or $40 for a group of six. They'll make sure you have a great experience Vegas is big with fantasy drafts, and PTs knows it. They'd love your business. They'd love you to come by for you to have a great time as you build your fantasy team. Hope everybody had a good weekend. Raiders played in Los Angeles against the Rams, won another preseason game. But the storyline for today are the injuries and how some of the injuries are mounting. As I've said, this is one of the quietest Raider off-seasons I can remember in my career over 20 years, and I like it that way. A lot of professionalism, not as much COVID talk because the team is properly vaccinated. And you hear about the team in practice over in Henderson, these 7.30 in the morning practices, everything's gone really well. They drafted Alex Leatherwood. He looks like a pro. He's had a good camp. Ruggs put on some strength and some weight. Uh, Trayvon Merrick looks good. So everything's been really solid. But you knew the injuries were going to come because they come to every team. And as I've told you, if you've listened to me for 20 years or 20 minutes, I don't predict injuries. Most injuries in professional sports are a fluke. These are the highest trained athletes in the world, professional football players. They train year-round. They're in tremendous shape. They don't get hurt because they're out of shape. There's a difference between injuries and injury-prone. And it's really something that I've struggled with my whole career, talking about the difference between a fluke injury and someone who's injury-prone. I tend to think injury-prone means you continue to have calf strains. You continue to have hamstring problems. You have issues. But if you hurt your foot or you blow out a knee going to make a play, you're not injury-prone. It's just a fluke. Your number was up. You got hurt. And it's not because you did anything wrong. You were making a football play. You were playing football, and you got hurt. It's a very violent game where players go down all the time. And the league is trying to protect players more and more. So players are practicing less, correct? Players are practicing less, especially in the preseason where they don't play in preseason games and veterans get veteran days off where they don't even have to practice in the preseason and they won't practice in the regular season. And I understand why. A lot of guys who have been playing football their whole lives that I get to know in their 60s and their 70s are walking around with canes on that they, they could barely walk. They have had hip replacements, knee replacements, shoulder replacements because they beat up their body. And all young football players now in their 20s, if they don't have to beat up their body, they're not going to do it because they train so hard in the offseason to make sure that they're ready to play. And then you just cross your fingers. And that's what's happening now with the Raiders. Uh, I was looking at a couple of uh, articles getting ready for the show to Sean Reed and Vic Tafer. And they have a lot of uh, content out coming from the game on all the players who didn't play. 
They wrote in The Athletic, Gruden wanted to limit the risk of injuries. And White going down capped off what was a rough injury week for the Raiders. Arnett was nicked up Wednesday. Morrow went down with a foot injury Thursday. And Incognito left Thursday's practice with a calf strain. Though Gruden said they hoped to get him back for the opener. Mariota still dealing with a quadriceps strain. And while he practiced against the Rams this week, Gruden said he wasn't physically ready for Saturday's game. So that's a number of players now that are not available or they're not at 100%. And the Morrow injury and the Raiders are very tight-lipped on this one as they're not having a press conference today and we'll know more about that injury. But he's the big one because he's the linebacker that has proven himself, has an opportunity to be a defensive captain, and was going to be on the field the entire game. And he knows the system and he's been coached well under Gus Bradley. And he's got to hope he's okay. Damon Arnett getting nicked up. We're getting to a point with Damon Arnett where he was injured last year with his hand. He had COVID. He was he was undersized because he couldn't lift weights due to his hand injury and the COVID. So if you look at everything with him, I've been real optimistic on Damon Arnett because he put on added weight in the offseason. He seems to be taking it seriously, very seriously, and that's a guy I want to see play, slot corner, or he could start a corner or be ready to go. When it comes to incognito, look, I like Richie a lot. Who doesn't like Richie incognito? He says everything right, but his lower body with the calf strain and Achilles, I don't know if he's going to be available. I just don't know. You cannot put your neck out on the line for Richie incognito being healthy. Now, he's interesting because I think Richie is falling in the category of a guy who trains really hard, but his body's starting to break down more and more. So how do you keep his body fresh in the regular season? There's a guy that I wouldn't be practicing much during the regular season because you don't want a calf strain or any issue in his lower extremity. You don't want to see that at all. Do you need Richie to practice every day? Probably not. But Nick Morrow needs to get healthy. And clearly, Javin White and the injury to his knee was devastating because he's a guy who's going to make the team, and he's a guy who could do a lot of things. And he seems to be fitting in nicely when it comes to be grooming into that linebacker position. So there's a lot happening now with the Raiders and injuries, and I'd like to get your opinion on it at 702-365-9200. What do you believe should be the cause of action the rest of the preseason? You want to shut this thing down completely? I mean, we don't make the decision. John Gruden is, but we're doing a talk show. What do you want to do as a Raider fan? Do you want to shut this thing down completely and just get ready for the first game? Or would you like to see a couple of these guys get ready to go and play? I don't know what you want to do. I know what I want to do. I want to see some guys play because the team isn't good enough to have guys not play the entire preseason. They're just not good enough. I don't think there's enough players on this team that should be rewarded by not playing in the preseason because they're not good enough. They're not pro bowlers, and they're not on a playoff team. But I understand the decision John Gruden and Mike Mayock and the coaches have to make because they can't afford, as they're trying to become a playoff team, Two to three injuries that could have been avoided. See, there I go again. I just said it. How do you avoid an injury? I don't know. I don't know how you avoid an injury. I think a lot of it has to do with luck and crossing your fingers. Guys are playing all out of practice. Guys are lifting in the offseason. They're running. They're training. All of these football players have private trainers they work with in the offseason. They generally do a good job. But the Raiders, I knew it. I just knew it. 
I felt it. Everything was too good to be true. It was super quiet this offseason, and now injuries are mounting. And how could they not mount after joint practices with the physical Rams going into a game? Now, fortunately, there is a positive side for this. So a lot of guys aren't playing, and we're not talking about an injury to Yannick Ngakwe or Derek Carr or Max Crosby or Josh Jacobs. We're not talking about that. We're talking about a few isolated injuries. And these players who aren't playing, including Carr, Mariota, Josh Jacobs, Kenyon Drake, Jalen Richard, Alec Ingold, Henry Ruggs III, Brian Edwards, Renfro, John Brown, Waller, Foster Moreau, Colton Miller, Richie Incognito, Andre James, Denzel Good, all sat out on offense. Those are a lot of guys. And on defense, we look at the players who didn't play. Yannick Ngakwe, Hankins, Max, Littleton, Morrow, Kwiatkowski, Divine Diablo, Trayvon Mullen, Arnett, Casey Hayward, Carl Joseph, and A.J. Cole, the punter. All right, that's where they're going, and I don't expect to see anybody play against the 49ers. Why? Would you like to see Carr go out there? You know who's going to play is Trey Lance, and I'll get to Trey Lance here a little bit later on in the show because he's the biggest talk, by far the biggest talk of anyone this preseason now is the quarterback for the 49ers as we get you prepared for the Battle of the Bay. 702-365-9200. Which injury are you most concerned about for the Raiders? The specific injury and what the Raiders need to do. We're going to spend a lot of time on this show talking about Nate Hobbs today. Matter of fact, he's my first soundbite from the preseason games. Here's Hobbs making an early big tackle at the Rams. Perkins will take the snap at his one. Quick slap off to the left and read perfectly by Nate Hobbs. Write it down right now. Number 39 is making the 53-man roster, Lincoln. Yeah, he's a hell of a player so far. He is flashing in the preseason. What, what's happening with Morrow? What's happening with White? What's happening with the linebackers? I like the way Hobbs is playing. He's playing like a linebacker. I like his ability to play and tackle in space. So if you have to remove a linebacker, a starter due to injury, and you got to do more nickel, and you got to put Hobbs in the slot where he's there to tackle more, even though he's guarding a receiver, other teams might switch to the run, and Hobbs could make a play. Hobbs is big. He's strong. He could shed someone and make a play. So you want to be optimistic? Glasses half full with me on a Monday? Get Hobbs on the field more due to some of these injuries that we have. And that's something important because Jonathan Abram plays like a linebacker. Hobbs plays like a linebacker. Divine Diablo looks to me, or excuse me, Malcolm Kuntz looks to me to be a linebacker coming off the edge more so than a defensive end. He's not a defensive end like Max and Yannick Ngakwe, but when I see Kuntz, you line him up there as a tackler, and I'm pretty impressed. So the Raiders do have guys who look like they can tackle in space, which has been a nightmare for this franchise, an absolute nightmare for this franchise for well more than a decade. Who can tackle? Who? Who can tackle on this team over the last couple of years? We've been waiting to see Littleton. I think Kwiatkowski, if healthy, is a good tackler and will put his head and his helmet and his shoulder down for someone there. And Nicholas Morrow is a player that, no doubt about it, loves contact and loves to be aggressive, but we don't know if he's going to be ready for the home opener or not. Some of the other plays, Regis as a running back has played very well. You could call him the MVP of the preseason so far. He didn't have a big stat day, but he got this touchdown. 
Fourth down and one. Peterman under center. Hands to Regas. Dives over the left side. Touchdown, Raiders. Now it's for sure. Yeah, and Regas is playing, and I think Regas is going to make the team. He's proving that they can. You have to have a third string running back, and I think he's the best choice now because you have Kenyon Drake over Jalen Richard. Kenyon Drake's a guy who could get you 1,000 all-purpose yards, and now you need a guy who's going to be a banger down front, and Regas seems to be the guy. I want to get Javin White here into the monologue on some of the highlights because he played a really good game before the injury. Here's White making a play. First down, Perkins play action. Back down to the left outside the numbers. Got a man open and knocked away. Beautiful play play defensively by Javon White, the young man from UNLV who is trying to make the 53-man roster. I really believe he would have made it if not for the injury, and I don't know the status of the injury, and we're waiting on that. But he's had a hell of a camp and a preseason, and he's developing into a coverage linebacker, something that the Raiders need. But back to Hobbs again, this interception, good to see him go up, make a play with his hands for this interception, which was big. Backs it up to the one, got to go deep down the middle. Deflected and intercepted. Picked off by that man again. Nate Hobbs. Oh, my. Mr. Hobbs. He may not just make the roster, Lincoln. We may see him as a starting defensive player. That is a great soundbite from the godfather, Brent Musburger. The guy who has seen more sports and called sports than anyone you've met in your life. An absolute legend. On a play where a play was made, and he's far away from the play, and he's able to talk through the play in Hobbs and tell you what he thinks. He's more of an opinionated play-by-play voice, Brent Musburger, and he has the right to. He's a made man in the history of sports, and he's talking about what he expects to see from Hobbs potentially as a starter, which makes a lot of sense to me. Phylon on the block field goal. Again, I like the interior push. I like the way he plays. Phylon's going to be a guy in a rotation that's going to get to the quarterback and maybe make a play on special teams. Gay will attempt the field goal, about a 43-yarder to put the Rams ahead here in the fourth quarter. Good snap and no good. No good. Deadlocked. Somebody got a hand on it. Yeah, Phylon got a hand on it, which was nice there. And then the final call, as the Raiders needed to make a stop, they were able to do that at the end of the game to win in front of their fans. Look, a preseason game might not be important to you, but it is for the kids who went to that game in their Raider gear to see their first ever football game. It's important if you have a chance to win the game. Of course you want to win the game, and the Raiders pulled it out. Nathan Peterman takes the knee, and John Gruden and the Raiders win it by one point. Raider Nation Radio, also Compass Media Network's on the call. So that's where we stand. Let me just give you one soundbite from John Gruden on the injuries after the game. You know, we were waiting on the pregame show over at M Resort, and Gruden came on, and he was somber when he was talking about Morrow and White. Well, there's a, a concern, obviously, with Nick Morrow. Uh, his foot, he's being evaluated. Um, and Javen White uh, looks like he hurt his knee. So uh, we were out. Uh, a couple linebackers, uh, Lee couldn't play tonight. Uh, so we're, we're light at linebacker right now. It's a concern. We are light at linebacker right now. And they had K.J. Wright in the building. Let him go. I don't know what could happen there. I would think that that would be a really good idea there's some other linebackers that are going to be out there and going to get cut and players but they haven't been with Gus Bradley 
the entire offseason, OTAs, and all these practices throughout the preseason. So you want these guys to get healthy. You know, I'm not crushed by this, and no injuries happen. But I know a lot of fans are devastated, especially because you want, to, you want this team to have a chance. And they're going to have a chance if they're healthy on defense. The offense is loaded. It's loaded. One of the most loaded offenses the Raiders could have. There's no, you know, again, there's a couple of new offensive linemen, but they're poor players in the NFL. And Andre James is supposed to be a very good starter now that he's waited his turn. But the defense can't afford to lose linebackers. And this, to me, puts a bullseye on Corey Littleton as he's got to play great this year. He's got to step up. His game's got to be at a very high level. So that's the monologue brought to you by the Henderson Hyundai Superstore, Boulder Highway, and Henderson. They have the super deals you're looking for. I want to hear from everybody today on the injuries and the injury status and what you're thinking about the philosophy of what the Raiders should do the rest of the preseason. Because everybody, that's really the big topic on my national show and what everybody who does what I do is talking about now. The preseason is garbage. The preseason has been destroyed. Guys like Sean McVay won't play anybody. And you're paying full price and you're paid to go to this. And you want to see a good football game and now it's just the backups. So if we're going to go down this road and it's all the backups, just play the backups and get ready for Baltimore and be healthier than you would be if you lose a player or two in the final game due to injury. But your opinion matters because you're paying for these tickets. Unfortunately, the Raiders only had one preseason game. And that was maybe the greatest preseason game you've ever been to in your life if you went. Over 60,000 in a Carlos Santana concert, ribbon cutting, where some players played and played well, but the starters didn't go. But it was a good time. Everybody had to, got their drink on. They were walking around having fun. Imagine if, you, if the Raiders had another preseason game and you paid these prices and went to the game and no one played. Uh, paid, uh, played. How would you feel about this? I'm interested on this topic because I'm a season ticket holder. I'm paying an enormous amount of money for my tickets. I'm happy to pay for those tickets. I love the stadium. I love the experience. I don't like watching football at home. I like going to games. I get a lot out of being at a game. But the preseason, wave goodbye, man. It's gone. It's never coming back. And I don't know. Gruden likes to win these games, though. If you're betting on the Raiders and you like Coach Gruden, he likes to win these preseason games. Chris in West Oakland. Always great to start with him. How are you, Chris? Hey, JT. Yeah, real quick, uh, as far as my philosophy on the preseason games, you know, the league has changed so much. You know, back when I was a kid and you were young, started going to the games, there were six preseason games. But like the great George Atkinson always said, those guys didn't make the money they did today. They had jobs in the offseason. They needed the long preseason and the games to get in football shape. These guys now have one job, stay in shape. And as far as full price, that's an NFL issue. I've long thought the biggest joke is charging full price for these preseason games. The only reason they add the preseason tickets to the regular season tickets is they know that very few people are going to buy a preseason ticket if they don't have to. Yeah, there's a handful of people that that's the only game they can go to. But by and large, people just don't want to see preseason football because it has turned into a joke. And, and as far as the injuries, man, look. I'm really disappointed. I thought White had a real chance to make an impact. We haven't had a fast linebacker like that in a long time. I hope, you know, I hope the injury's not too serious and he can get back on the field, uh, you know, this year. Philosophy going forward, look, the offensive line needs to play a little bit because more than any other unit in football, that needs its cohesiveness. So I'd like to see them get a little bit familiar. Carr's in his fourth year in the system. He doesn't need to play. They're going to run Josh Jacobs into the ground anyway. He doesn't need to play either, or guys like Ruggs. We know what they can do. Um, and as far as the defense, look, 
You know I don't like preseason, JT. I don't care about results. But I look for individual flashes of brilliance. Mm. I've already seen in two games Nate Hobbs do more than Nevin Lawson has done in seven years. Not only does he tackle, he's that, he's that thing that you can't teach, and it's got nothing to do with coaching. It's a God-given ability. He knows where the football is. He turns. He finds it. He knocks it down. And that interception over the middle, I haven't seen an interception by a Raider DB like that since Charles Woodson picked off Peyton Manning in between two Broncos. I know it's preseason, but to have the individual ability to do that, that's more than any other Raider defensive back I've seen do in the last five years. As far as I'm concerned, this kid's already a starter in week one just because of his ability to play the football. Anyway, thanks, my friend. I hope, uh, I hope these guys you know, can get on the field uh, Morrow and, uh, and, and, and uh, Javid White. Doesn't it seem we do this every year, JT, how light the Raiders are at linebacker? They either get hurt or don't have enough depth. I don't know what it is about the linebacker position, but we haven't had a dominant linebacker since Ted Hendricks and Rod Martin. I mean, really, really dominant. Anyway, thank you, my friend. I'll talk to you yeah. soon. I think the Raiders did a nice job adding to the linebacker room in the offseason. So, you know, I want to make sure that we get that out there. I don't think it's because the Raiders didn't go out and take the t- linebacker position seriously. They went out and, and made sure – by getting Di- Divine Diablo, Moro is there, Littleton, Gwitkowski, Tanner Muse, we knew was coming back, and Javin White was a guy that was either going to make the team or be right there on the practice squad again and probably play in the regular season. So I think the Raiders and Mike Mayock went about it correctly. I think they added depth at the linebacker position, but you just can't control injuries. The guy that I feel for the most is John Gruden. Again, and John Gruden gets paid a lot of money to run this football team. But you know every Raider fan that knows Coach Gruden, even his critics, know that Coach Gruden gets triggered when there's guys not available. And last year, it was the biggest excuse, the real excuse in NFL history, COVID. And now we're dealing with COVID again. So the Raiders got ripped up by COVID last year, which was a serious issue, and then they had injuries on top of it. And Gruden went to every press conference, every game, every TV appearance with high energy, having this team in the playoffs all year long. The entire year they were in the playoff hunt, coming down to the last game. And with all those injuries, COVID, and the players who got hurt and were unavailable. That sucks for him because he's a hell of a coach. He's a Super Bowl champion coach. He's won a lot of big games, and he needs the, the roster to be intact, and he can't control it. He can't control injuries. He can control game day injuries in the preseason by not playing players in games. But he can't control what happens in a practice or what happens in a practice in Henderson at 7.30 in the morning. If a guy has a calf strain, if a guy gets hurt, I don't know what to tell you. It's not on Gruden because Gruden didn't work hard that night. He's the first coach in the morning in around the league and the last one to leave. Chris from West Oakland's a good friend of mine. He called the show. Not all my friends have to call. Anybody who knows me, I'm your friend. If you've never met before, the phones are open. I demand this year great calls. Every day for the Raiders that I'm on the radio. Days I'm off, days there's something else on, do whatever the hell you want. But I'm here because there's a sense of urgency when I get on the radio for the Raiders. And there's a big sense of urgency today. What is your reaction to the preseason so far? Is it a good one? Are you concerned about the injuries? And what do you want to see against the 49ers? Because 10 years ago, I posted a picture the other day. 10 years ago, I was up there for the Battle of the Bay. And George Atkinson and I walked out of Candlestick Park because I drove and George was getting a ride with me uh, back to Oakland. And he said, yeah, I'll go with you. And we walked. And George Atkinson's one of the toughest human beings ever. We walked from Candlestick, 
from the locker room to the parking lot, and it was a war zone. It was a war zone from a football standpoint. Fights going on, objects being thrown, car windows getting broke. This is Candlestick, Battle of the Bay. Anybody who was at that game, you want to bring that up. That was the Battle of the Bay. We had it on my radio show, JT the Brick, the Battle of the Bay. It was big back then. Now this game, all of the media, all of the media this week is just going to talk about Trey Lance. They don't talk about Carr to begin with. The Bay Area has no media coverage of the Raiders, and you are going to get Trey Lance shoved down your eardrums just like you are with Justin Herbert now. Raider fans talk to me about this all the time. The love fest going on by the national media for Justin Herbert is one thing. If Trey Lance takes the job from Jimmy Garoppolo, and we're going to see him play, he's going to play a bunch in this game. If he looks good, even if the Raiders win that game, there's going to be no reaction on SportsCenter. The Raiders could win that game 31-21, to and all you'll see is Trey Lance highlights if he throws a touchdown. That's how the media treats the Las Vegas Raiders. No coverage of the ribbon cutting nationally, but they're going to cover Monday Night Football, and we're going to be there to build up that energy right up to there because it's one of the biggest days in modern Raider history. The opening of Monday Night Football with fans, vaccinated fans with no masks on, and you got plenty of time to get vaccinated, start your vaccination process, or go in there with a mask on if it's the first shot before the second shot. You all know the rules coming in. Mark Davis and the Raiders need you there, and they need you there loud. And you're only getting in if you have the vaccine, and I support that 150% because I live in Vegas and COVID is raging and we got to get it under control because we want 100% capacity for the Raider game with no masks on. And that's what we're going to have. JT, the monologue brought to you by Sam and Ash, your personal injury attorneys. An accident is incredibly stressful. Handling an insurance claim could be overwhelming. You got two for one with Sam and Ash. Give them a call, 702-820-1234. 702-820-1234. I want to take your call specifically on the injuries. Coming up a little bit later on, Vic Tafer wrote about the Raiders reaching out for Khalil Mack. Whoa. I'm all for that. It's an interesting story. I'll get into the details on that coming up. Once a Raider, always a Raider. Former Raider safety Shelton Johnson will check in. Busy show. We'll hit on baseball with my friend Maury Brown, who was covering the A's and the Giants. And we're ready to go. Talking Raider football on the flagship. We've seen the emergence of some of our young players, and um, you know, with Gerald McCoy coming to get some at bats and Divine Diablo returning, Isaiah Johnson's going to jump in and play this week. Carl Joseph didn't play tonight. We're hoping to get him on the grass next week. So, you know, we've got a lot of guys to look at. Mariota hasn't been able to play. Um, so, with that being said, we want to continue to see who the backup running back can be. We don't know how long Richard is going to be out. So, we're going to continue to do what we think gives our team the best chance to uh, showcase their skills and keep the right guys. John Gruden, turn it up. Guns N' Roses Friday night. If you went to SummerSlam, if you went to Garth Brooks, if you went to the soccer game, you went to the Raider game, I cannot wait for this. Period. I love rock shows. I love big rock shows. There aren't many left, and we would never have this concert 
in a football stadium if we didn't build it. Now Guns N' Roses will come. And then Rolling Stones coming up. So these are big nights here in Vegas, big, big nights. Friday night, Guns N' Roses at Allegiant Stadium. We've been working with the promotion, giving away tickets on this show. So I'm excited about that. Then we'll have the pregame show Sunday at M Resort. I'll get into that a little bit later on. Working with Eric Allen is a pleasure, and working with him after the game where he could give his opinions. I have some of the content from our postgame show that Bobby pulled. Bobby's also producing the postgame show from here in Vegas, so we have some good EA content that we'll have every Monday. That was my idea, and Bobby agreed. It's a good idea. So we'll do that because we're going to have Eric Allen on once a month, so but he's really busy on TV and radio. So we'll, we'll peel off some of his content from the postgame show so you can hear what he has to say. Maui Raider, thanks for waiting. You're up next. What's happening? Hey, JT. Just want to talk about injuries in preseason a little bit. Um, I'm with you. I, I want to see players play and see what they have. But, I mean, you asked the question, you know, what are the odds of uh, people getting hurt if they don't play? The odds are zero. So I'm going to lean more towards not playing key guys and um, putting my faith in the coaching staff and preparing them to play. Um, We just can't have any big injury, man. That's the one thing that would kill us if any of our starters got injured. So fringe players have at it, but any starters, I I just don't want to see them anymore. I'm going to wait till uh, Monday night, September 13th, and then we can go from there. But I really don't want to see any more. You're one of the guys who think – no, I respect your opinion. You believe that if they get hurt in week one or week two, okay, it's a regular season game, so we're good. If they get hurt in the week three of the preseason, it's a disaster. It's the same injury. It's losing them for the entire year if they get hurt in week one or week two. But I agree with you. You want, you want to be ready for the regular season. You have to be ready for the regular season. Appreciate the call as Shelton Johnson joins us, courtesy of M Resort casino and spa we're excited to talk to former raiders former safety from the silver and black a two-time big Ten champion from the university of wisconsin shelton thanks for doing this hope you're well thanks for coming on i appreciate you guys having me excited to be here man excited to be here yeah we want to talk to you about your journey what was it like coming out undrafted in 2013 and ending up with the raiders what was that process like for you walk me through it well um it was it was a little bit of everything, man. It was a roller coaster. It was exciting. Um, it was a little obviously disappointing to not get my name called on mm-hmm. on draft day. Um, I was never one of those guys that was expecting um, a day one phone call for sure. Um, but I know after kind of talking to my agent and talking to my coaches and talking to some of the the scouts that had um, you know come to come to look at my tape and, and see what I had to provide to the National Football League. Um, I was expecting a phone call, man. I actually got several um, on that third day um, with, you know, um, you know, coaches and, and um, GMs in the, in the war room saying, hey, man, are you ready? I'm going to call your name. Uh, excited to have you. And it just never came, right? And so that was, that was a huge disappointment for me. Um, it was a disappointment for my family. I remember um, just sitting there on, on the couch with my pops um, watching, uh, you know, watching the last man get picked and like, man, like what happened? You know what I mean? Is this really for me? And you kind of start questioning whether or not people actually value you and value your skills and value the skill set that you kind of bring to the table too. But, um, lo and behold, a few minutes later, I got a call from my agent saying that, um, Oakland was going to give me a chance. Oakland at the time, right. Mm-hmm. Was going to yep. give me a chance and, um, bring me into rookie mini camp and, and just, you know, give me an opportunity to showcase my skill set. So, it, it, like I said, it's a, it's a little bit of everything. It's 
it's relieving to be able to actually get that opportunity to continue to play because a lot of people don't. Um, and as you know that, I know I don't have to kind of read off the statistics to you guys, but it's, it's, it's a rarity for you to be able to play in college, much less professionally. Right. Um, mm-hmm. So it was, it was awesome that I actually got the opportunity to come and, and play for the silver and black. And I, and I went and balled out at my, at my rookie mini camp and they gave me another opportunity come, come fall camp. And I went ahead and proved myself again and eventually got on the field and, and made the active roster, man. So it was, it was a hell of a journey. I tell you that much. Um, with a lot of ups and downs and a lot of opportunities to, uh, to kind of question what you were there for, but, but I appreciate all of it for sure. Yeah, sounds like it. Shelton Johnson is our guest. So you start on the practice squad, and then you get promoted for the four games and came up. What was that like for you and your dad when you were balling out? And you really were, I remember at that time, trying to get on the field, and you got called up to play for the team. What was that conversation like with your pops? Yeah, uh, the first conversation I had was with JT, Jason Tarver at the time. And he was like, hey, man, like, you know, you're going to get an opportunity here. I know um, – you know, who I considered kind of my uh, my big brother when I was coming to the league, Usama Young, had just mm-hmm. gotten hurt, right? So it was really just me, um, Brandy and Ross, and, um, and you know, uh, you know Seawood. I don't have to tell anybody who that is, um, especially after the last few weeks <laughs> um, mm-hmm. that were available to play. Um, and, again, like, it's, I just – my – it's always been instilled in me to, to be prepared for, for, you know, for that, for that opportunity to come and – I think every day on the practice field, whether it was, you know, running kickoffs, whether it was, you know, garden, you know, tight ends or receivers or slots, like I, I gave my all and I was prepared for it. And so um, luckily JT, luckily DA kind of believed in me and they gave me an opportunity and um, I actually got to, got to step onto the field. And I just remember calling Pops and say, it's time. It's yeah. here, man. It's here. We get to go and make sure you tune in on Sunday. Um, so it was awesome. I remember our first game was uh, when we played the Jets. Um, so yeah, I'll never, I'll never forget that, man. That's something that I was actually just telling my little sister about um, a few months ago. We kind of getting ready to uh, start his high school career with those, with those, uh, with those feelings and those jitters were like for me when I was coming out. Shelton Johnson is our guest, former safety for the Raiders. You mentioned Charles Woodson. I was back with him for the Hall of Fame in Canton. It was just special to see the impact. He goes in with Peyton Manning in that class. Tom Flores, as you know from your time with the Raiders, and about time for Coach Flores. What was it like for you to watch that and see Charles Woodson, one of your former teammates, receive the highest honor in the sport? It was awesome, man. And just me me kind of seeing things in the background, too. Just his work ethic, it was still crazy. Uh, I think at the time he had been playing for – 19 years in the National Football League, right? I grew up watching him play. Um, one of my first, uh, one of my first game snaps was him right next to me. So it was, mm-hmm. it was, it was surreal to be honest with you. Um, two guys, him and Peyton Manning, that I grew up watching and idolizing. That you know, you actually get to uh, have the opportunity to play with um, when you kind of get to that level. It was, it was surreal. I guess that's all I can say. And I'm so happy for him. Um, but like I said, even even when he was a 19-year vet, he was the hardest worker on the team, right? He was always out there doing extra stuff, um, making sure that you know he kept his uh, kept his iron sharp, as they say, um, and just making sure that you know he wasn't uh, he wasn't allowing any uh, any of his young bucks to to go ahead and uh, and outplay or out hustle or out work them too. So it was it was awesome. It's so well deserved. 
Shelton Johnson, former safety for the Raiders, as we wrap it up. So once a Raider, always a Raider. How'd you feel when you got that legacy brick in the mail, knowing you'll have your name in front of a Legion Stadium for the rest of your life? Forever. It's forever, man. It's, it's awesome, dude. There's, there's, no, there's no word that I can use to describe that. Um, I know as, as a former player, right, there's, there's especially as a, a recent former player, there's always kind of this, this feeling about what's next, um, what can I be a part of, how can I actually kind of create a legacy. Um, and that's what I love about what Al and Mark are doing, especially with the alumni program that they've got here. Um, they, they're a constant reminder that, you know, once a Raider, always a Raider, just like Al said, and it's the living embodiment of that, man. It's, it's you knowing that you're always a part of something that's going to last forever, something that's um, – that's, that's going to live in people's hearts, minds, and souls for a very long time to come. Um, and just being able to know that and be a part of that and be welcomed back um, to Vegas like I was a few weeks ago, like, like, like I was family, um, mm-hmm. there's, there's, there's no substitute for that, um, especially for, for people like me, right, that I'm not going to – I didn't get an opportunity to go to Canton, right? I wasn't an all-pro guy. But just to know that I'm, I'm still cared for, that I'm still a part of that family, um, that I'm still a part of building what um, hopefully is going to be a Super Bowl championship here at the end of the year in Vegas, right? Um, it's awesome, man. It's, it's awesome. And there's, there's, there's no words that I can use to say that. It's awesome for me. It's awesome for my family. Um, and it's awesome for, like, all the kids that I mentor, too, to just know that, hey, like, we're really building stuff here that, that lasts forever. Even though you can't play forever, Right, these memories do, these bonds do, um, you know, and, and the and the relationships that you make are too. So, thanks, Shelton. I appreciate it. You're very humble and appreciative of this. This is why the alumni department does this with me on the radio to hear stories like yourself and how gracious you are. And great seeing you. I look forward to seeing you when you come out here for a game this year, man. Make sure you look us up. Absolutely, will do, man. I appreciate you guys having me. You got it, Shelton Johnson, former safety. For the Silver and Black, once a Raider, always a Raider, brought to you by M Resort Casino and Spa, where we host the Raiders pre- and post-game when the Raiders are on the road. Nice to talk to him. Very humble guy and didn't play much, didn't play long for the Raiders, but was a great college player, two-time Big Ten champion, and came into the league and fought his way on the Raider roster and played with C. Wood and some pretty good players there. Uh, Breaking news in the NFL on Cam Newton's sideline for COVID protocol. Because there was a misunderstanding with him testing away from the facility. Now, again, this is the problem for unvaccinated football players, and there aren't many. There aren't many. Cam Newton will remain away from the team until Thursday due to a misunderstanding on his COVID test conducted away from NFL facilities. Newton's absence comes after he traveled to a Patriots-approved medical appointment that required him to leave the New England region. According to the team's statements, He received daily COVID tests because he's not vaccinated, which are all negative. Due to a misunderstanding about tests conducted away from NFL facilities, as required by the union and the league protocols, Cam will be subject to a five-day entry cadence process before he can return to the team. So it's complicated. If you don't want to be vaccinated in life now, your job, leisure events, concerts, whatever it is, boarding an airplane down the road, we don't know. Whatever it's going to be, there are going to be ramifications. And for Cam, who's the quarterback of that team, competing for a job with Mac Jones, 
He's still not vaccinated. Doesn't seem like Kirk Cousins was motivated to get vaccinated, nor was Lamar Jackson, who has had COVID twice so far, and he's going to be the starting quarterback in the Legion Stadium for that first game. That's a big storyline here. And another story, Roger Goodell is now talking about the Buffalo Bills, and Roger Goodell is on record saying they need a new stadium. Speaking at Jim Kelly's Celebrity Golf Tournament earlier today, Roger Goodell said the league wants to keep the Bills in Buffalo, but in a new stadium. Quote, you got to think long-term here. This has been going on for decades, and it's time to get a new stadium done that we can make sure the Bills are here and successful for many decades to come. Uh, Bills owner Kim and Terry Pagula submitted a proposal for a $1.4 billion stadium across the street from the team's former stadium, but obviously they want public money here. And they've reached out to Erie County and the city of Buffalo and the state are going to have to decide if they want the team. Look, the Raiders were fortunate with these hotel casino taxes to have that opportunity. That's one of the reasons they came here, and it's going to work out great. Other cities are going to want a piece of public money, and I support that. I think the city or the region should have some skin in the game because it's a big part of what the city and the success of a round of football stadium. I know a lot of people don't agree with that. That's my opinion, and I have a strong one on it. 702-365-9200 if you want to get in on the Raider preseason. When we come back, some cuts from Eric Allen, my partner on the postgame show, and what he said after the game. And what do you think John Gruden should do for the rest of the preseason, which is practice and one more game? He's the coach. We're the fans. What do the fans think about the injuries of a couple of important players for the Silver and Black? Peterman backs up into the gun. Regus is alongside. Peterman backs the throw. Pump fake. Now comes to the end zone. Got a man. Ethan touchdown. Jackpot, baby. That was fantastic. Peterman touchdown. Brent Musburger, the icon on the call. JT, back with you. For our good friends at Five Iron Golf, wow, what feedback we're getting from our listeners that we send over there. Five Iron Golf, the premier indoor golf facility in Area 15, eight golf simulators giving you access to play the world's greatest golf courses, all white drinking, having food, and having fun. League play has started. The leagues are for everyone. Go to fiveirongolf.com slash leagues. Join a league. Bring some friends over there. Play in a golf league. You will love it. It's fun. It's a great way to relax, cool off with the heat. And tell them that JT sent you to get $100 off. Call them now, 5irongolf, or go to 5irongolf.com slash leagues. And this is the best place to golf in town indoors. Not even close. Nothing against our former friends in that industry, but 5iron golf hit it out of the park. Let's go to Eric Allen, who I talked to on the post-game show, my co-host. This was some of the sound bites that I talked away from EA, took away from EA, his opinions on the injuries right after the game when we found out the injuries and how Hobbs played, which was the upside. 
kind of ugly, actually. Yeah. Uh, but again, some of those players that we were talking about are stepping up when they're getting their opportunities. And that's what's important about this time in preseason, particularly when you only have three preseason games. And this is number two. This is when you have to really make your man. So again, after the big intercession by Hobbs, you saw the guys greet him. They're saying basically, welcome to the family. You've made this football team. So congratulations to him. He's had an excellent uh, preseason so far. You think he's probably going to be on that 53-man roster. Absolutely. Probably in the nickel inside somewhere. And the rest of the guys are continuing to fight. Some injuries tonight, which we hate to see, right? Yeah. But it gives other people opportunities to step up. We saw a lot of Tanner Muse uh, again tonight showing his athleticism. But, again, Raiders come up with an ugly win. But you know what? It's a W. Yeah, it was an ugly win with a couple of injuries in the game. Let's go to Eric Allen talking about the linebacker depth, which is important now because of the injury to – Javen White and the foot injury tomorrow. I talked to Eric Allen on the post-game show about that linebacker room. What I love about what Coach Gruden said was the depth of this team. Tanner Muse was in that game late, and he should be in that game. He didn't play all last year. He should be playing. Hobbs is a starter in my boat. I'm just an opinion-based guy. My opinion is he's a starter. If you look at what's going to happen now, as Kuntz, to me, looks like an edge linebacker, not an edge defensive end. Yep. I think they're okay, EA, at linebacker, but you can tell the concern in Gruden's voice. It has to be concerned because that middle uh, part of defense is about leadership. It's about communication. If you have guys going in and out, you never get that solid communication. You never get that kind of rhythm going. So it's very important that these next couple of weeks, those guys in the middle get healthy. And already we came into the week – with Morrow banged up, with uh, Kwiatkowski banged up, and now a couple more linebackers get banged up. So, again, you're starting to see that depth have to play, and we're going to see what Tanner Muse is about. Yeah, so Tanner Muse playing late in that game proves that the Raiders are stretched a little bit thin at that position, which we understand due to injuries and what's going to happen. Last one from EA when he talked about coaches not playing the starters in the preseason, something he's not used to as he played and had a great career and played a lot of preseason games. And that's why some coaches hold their entire starting guys out. And that's the reason right there. You don't want your star guys getting injured, getting hurt. But uh, unfortunate for the Raiders right now is Nicholas got hurt in practice when he's going up against the Rams in their inner squad scrimmage. Again, you have to figure out how you get these guys off the bubble and on your squad. You have to find out who's going to be on that 53-man roster. And some points in some organizations, you don't have the luxury to sit these guys because our team, unfortunately, has been young. And so you need to see these guys play. The great Eric Allen. When we come back, my opinion on Vic Tapers reporting on Khalil Mack and the Raiders reaching out to him. We'll lead with that next as we continue. JT, all week right here on Raider Nation Radio, 920 AM.